it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. So let that team stand away. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh. Grab for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. Yes. This is the Buckeye Show. Yes, it is. Timmy Hall here with you. Brand new week. We have made it to the final week of the regular season. You know what team is standing in the way of greatness. Yeah, that's right. A couple of 10 and ones up in Ann Arbor. Saturday at noon, this week culminates with the game, the one that we didn't get last year. And if you're listening to us tonight, this is a podcast-only version of the Buckeye Show. So you are one of our most dear friends. We certainly appreciate you. And we would certainly appreciate if you left a nice little five-star rating and write a little review down there as well. Tell us more of what you might be looking for. We're going to try to make some of these episodes shorter so they're compressed a little bit so you can you can jam them in ah, to your busy days. And I'm pleased now to be joined with one of our new friends from 10TV. I've liked this guy. He came over from a station outside of St. Louis, Missouri, even though he is a central Ohio guy. You got to go out. You got to go to the outside world and experience things to get your experience before they're going to invite you back here to a big entity like 10TV. His name is Adam King. You've probably seen him on the tube. He's doing all sorts of different things. Adam Good to have you in, man. What a perfect week for it. Hey, it's a great week to get started uh, talking with you. I do feel bad, though, because having me on is probably going to take care of those five stars. That's You're probably only getting a three with me. Uh. Well, you know, <laughs> see, we talk about that. I guess the way we look at it is, why are you listening to the pod if you have hate in your heart That's a- and you want to maybe leave a two or a one-star review? I know we're only like 4.8 or 4.9. I like how it's not 5.0, so there's, there is room there's to grow. There's always room to yeah. grow. There's always room to get better. I guess That's if, like, need to be. yeah, one out of ten want to leave a four-star and then leave some uh, constructive criticism, constructive feedback yeah. would be totally fine. Well, I, I, I like the idea that at least it's a 4.8. It could be a 3.1. <laughs> and I mean, then, then, are there then podcasts you just, that are that rated uh, there's that gotta low? be out yeah. there. I mean, they don't show up in your feed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that. So well, we do appreciate it. Yeah. We've, I've, we've gotten some feedback saying that they like to get some of the shows on nights where we're kicked off the air by the Columbus blue jackets or, well, really we don't get kicked off the air for the blue jackets. They don't really play at six o'clock. There's just been so many Buckeye basketball games with early tip times. These six o'clock tips have been interesting. And I like it, it's though. nice. I like it. It's yeah. nice. It's it's eight o'clock and you're done with the game and you can uh, you know, nestle up to the fireplace with a nice book. Are you a big basketball junkie, by the way? I am. I'm Good. I'm a big fan of basketball. I, I love uh I love college basketball. Good. And, and you know, there are a lot of people that don't like college basketball because there's thirty five games. I love every one of them from day one. You watch a team oh, grow man. from November. You. Uh, you, you watch them grow to what they are in March. And, I mean, you look at this Buckeye basketball team. If you want to talk about a team that's got a lot of room to grow, look what happened to Xavier. And, you know, if that's the floor, if that's, you know, w- what we're dealing with, this team this team could be pretty good come March. And that was, I think, a floor I, for them. I, I, I would agree. I love everything you said. I, I'm going to put a pin in that so we can talk some basketball in the future. I actually have Basketball Bone, who's going to jump in the studio. Me and uh, T-Bone, we spend a lot of time in the office just shooting the breeze about anything to do with basketball. High school hoops, 
college basketball. Even though people don't see me as the biggest NBA guy, I used to watch a lot of NBA. It's just been something that since I went to the University of Kansas, college basketball took off like a rocket ship. So that that's that. But we're going to talk for about 20-some minutes about Buckeye hoops and basketball in general. So that'll be right here for you. You guys hopefully will enjoy that. I've... Uh, I've loved having a connection with their show, by the way, like man and bone. They've done a lot for me. They always have me on in the crosstalk segment at the end of the five o'clock hour. And you talk about feedback, the shenanigans and the (laughs) hee-haw and the F around gang that goes on in that segment. Yeah. Something that I find very enjoyable because it's not a whole lot of sports talk, but it's just great fun. So it'll be good to get T-Bone in here. I'm going to get common man in on one of these as well. I want to talk a quick bit of football with you because Boy, how how special this week is, and what the Buckeyes did to Michigan State was just just downright dirty. Like even my dad popped up out of the woodwork and texted me and just said, "That's just silly." What I, Ohio State did to the Spartans—that's a top ten team. So that you've just outscored by fifty in the first half. I am a graduate of the University of Cincinnati, but I grew up in Columbus. So a lot of my Cincinnati buddies—they're diehard Bearcats fans. I am not. I'm not a diehard Bearcats fan. So all year they've said, give us the Buckeyes and we'll, we'll beat them. And I said, mm-hmm. mm, I said, okay, okay. <laughs> this weekend was the first time that they have reached out to me and said, oh goodness, that, you know, you see a lot of these Michigan um, boards call it the death star of Ohio state. And I and we love just that. embrace it. It's I mean, yeah, sure. Saturday sounds good. Saturday was the greatest half of football I think you could possibly draw up and that I've ever seen from Ohio State. Every single time they touched the ball, they scored a touchdown, and the defense did not give up a touchdown. You can't, like when you're a coach, that's like if you had to simplify the game, that's your goal, and that's what they did. Yeah, so, I mean, there's every part of their offense right now. It's C.J. Stroud. He's a Heisman front runner. You've got Travion Henderson. You've got the three amigos or earth, wind, and fire. I like that. As, uh, you know, Herbie threw that one out there. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Who the heck are you going to defend? And then there's that forgotten man, Jeremy Ruckert, who could still get it done in the passing game if you need him. But he's asked to do so many other things, protecting the edge, be that extra blocker out there. And he does it quite well, which is why he's going to be a phenomenal tight end at the NFL level. And then... The way that their offensive line just snapped into high gear since that Penn State and Nebraska two weeks well where, oh, you know, you're only you're winning games, but only by, you know, seven to ten points. Now here they are scoring almost 60 and they had to let off the gas. It's just natural when you get up by that much so quick. You basically take the second half off. That has to do so much for how fresh these starters are going to be going into Ann Arbor this weekend. I think that is a huge advantage right there. As as good as Michigan looked, you were playing Maryland. Ohio State did Maryland 66 to 17 and that was a long time ago and that was just fine. O- Ohio State geared up here for a 56 to 7 point beatdown on one of the best teams in the country right in the penultimate game of the regular season. That should be scary for people up in Ann Arbor. Well, and I I don't know how it's not. I mean, listen, you can talk about we want the Buckeyes. We're ready. This is our year. And then I think about the end of the first quarter, you started thinking, boy, oh, boy, I don't want that game next week because 
There's nothing you can do to stop this offense. This offense only stops itself. If you look back this season, it seems like some, sometimes they get out of rut, the flags, sometimes they get, you know, in, in third and longs and they kind of get themselves into trouble. But when this offense is yeah. hitting on all cylinders, you cannot stop them. There are too many weapons. You have one of the best running backs in the country. You have a quarterback. And I think this kind of goes back and, and, and this is just my thought. He played one half of football. Yes, he got the drive yeah. in the O, but he played one half of football. And everybody wants to point to Bryce Young, and everybody wants to point to all these, you know, Matt Corral. We, we talked about him <laughs> earlier in the season. There was a Can, lot of there's a lot of silly tweets going on this time of year, yeah. aren't there? Mm-hmm. There's some stuff. I yeah, saw the, I saw a tweet. Put Brady out. Quinn, right? Yeah. What? Brady Quinn's tweet about Bryce Young. Per, he look Bryce Young is in the Heisman race. Yeah, he's had a terrific statistical season. He's been great. Bama is right up there. But I mean, come on, if you've been watching what Ohio State has done here in the last couple weeks against better competition, and Bama has been struggling. They have been struggling to get by with a fringe top twenty-five team in Arkansas and a very bad LSU team. The thing that I think is 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 just hard to wrap your mind around is the idea that people are discounting C.J. Stroud because of Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. I can't, like, are we saying that Joe Burrow didn't have talent around him at LSU in 2019? Are we saying Jamar Chase, who's just, you know, dominating in the NFL? What about all the Bama running backs, too, with the dominant offensive lines? I mean, Devontae. And the good quarterbacks to free them up a little bit. Devontae Smith last year just has, you know, Mac Jones, who's now showing the NFL world that maybe he is for real. I mean, I... If you're going to just one of the most ridiculous offenses overall that you're ever going to exactly. see. Exactly. Yeah. And and I just, I, listen, CJ Stroud, I don't, you know, I don't look at the odds. I don't care about the odds. He is the Heisman front runner and he should be. Yeah. He is. And quite frankly, look at where he's come from. If you think that having Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave makes you a great quarterback, go back to the Oregon game. Cause it didn't. He's grown up. We've seen what it looks like to have a quarterback that isn't ready play with three good wide receivers, and it doesn't look like no, 500. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. It doesn't look like 500 it's, yards and six touchdowns. It's the same thing that I say about Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, where, yeah, of course, having guys that good in Olave and Garrett Wilson, it helps a little bit, but it doesn't just come automatic. No. You, are you really going to sit here and say that Jackson, Smith, and Jigba is only a product of other good players? You're kidding me if you think that. Just look at what the guy is in a vacuum. He is an elite player. And with the Stroud thing, too, and he's this is going to be the push-it-over-the-top game here. And this is why yep. this one is also so exhilarating, so exciting. Everything that we could say about the game and the dominant stretch that Ohio State is on still needing to catch up because those types of things matter in Columbus, Ohio, because you feed it, you play into the rivalry, you take it seriously no matter how. How many games you win in a row. You're still trailing the all-time series. It matters that much. So C.J. Stroud, in his first performance, and it goes out and does something special, you go that farther ahead. And, and while we're talking about the Heisman thing for him, too, maybe strike a little Desmond, Howard's, uh, Desmond Howard pose. That might be cool <laughs> to throw it back up there. That would be nice. But he had an early season injury, too, and he had people in his own town clamoring to see somebody else. Where is Quinn Ewers? That's got to stand for something, too. And all the other guys that he had to beat out in this yeah. quarterback room, that that is substantial as well. The one thing, and kind of going back to the game uh, this weekend, that I, I think if Buckeye fans, there's this overwhelming arch that it's never winning, it's how you win. It's what that final score is. And I think that is the, 
That is the luxury that Ohio State fans have, is that they can beat Penn State by 20 points, or beat number 20 Penn State by 9 points, and say, wow, I didn't like that win. Where for other schools, that's big. Michigan State came into Columbus and just got destroyed. Like, I've never seen a top 10 team lose. I think this weekend, because of what it is, is going to be a close game. And I... Don't think that that should hurt C.J. Stroud's Heisman chances. I think a win is a win on Saturday in Ann Arbor. And we've lost that a little bit with this rivalry because of how much Ohio State's won. But a win is not guaranteed in this series at all. It doesn't matter who's playing. It doesn't matter who's the better team. It doesn't matter if Ohio State's number one and Michigan's four and six. It's always a good game. I'm with you. Because even during this dominant stretch for Ohio State, they haven't all come easy. No. And that's the thing. There have been years where you would look at the two teams, the talent and the togetherness that Ohio State has possessed going into the game, and you would have said, get out of here. I mean, Brady Hoke with the team falling apart. Like, get get out of here. And The Buckeyes have Urban Meyer on the rise, and then they play a close game down to a two-point conversion at the end. You just, you never really know. And as long as you have this ridiculous win streak going, you always, you don't want to, you don't want to mention it, right? You don't want to speak it. But there's always that thing in the back of your head saying, eh, like. You don't want to be that team. Good things don't last forever, right? Like you can't have a 50-game win streak in this series, can you? Like eventually something has to break. You just can't have it be now, this week. What you just said is what I've been trying to think out loud for, like, the last month. Is that <laughs> at, right. at one point, like, it, it's gotta not going to be 50 yeah, to nothing, right? Like, I mean, but, right? but every year we go into this and it's like, well, it can't be this year, though. Like, no. next year maybe, but, and I mean, if you're a Michigan fan, you're probably not listening to this podcast. But if you were... Some do, I think. Okay, if you're a Michigan fine. fan we and you're listening, you. listen, if your name is Todd. I think you care a little bit more about the rivalry that's, that's if true. you're a Michigan fan and you're listening to us. So that's good. I, I think that's been part of the problem is that Ohio State's kicked your ass in this game and they've cared much, much more about the rivalry. Yeah. And that has to be part of the reason why they've done so well. I've, I, I hate it. Like Jim, uh, James Franklin is an example how this used to bother me because I had to listen to a lot of the random Big Ten press conferences to cut some sound up, and he would never accept the pit game for anything. Yeah. He would just kind of blow it away, brush it off as just another game on the schedule. And I would always say, like, well, why why would you do that? And even when Penn State's playing Ohio State, like, would you play that up? Would you beef that thing up to what it really is? There should be games in sports that matter a little bit more. I don't care – if they matter the same as all the next ones, you know, at the bottom line, I'm talking about emotion. I'm talking about spirit rivalries. That's what this is all about. If you're just, if you're a team and you don't have any game on your schedule where it doesn't matter just a little bit more, something's wrong with your program. That is, I think probably one of the biggest things that Harbaugh is struggling with right now is do you lean into the fact that this is the biggest game on your schedule every year and you haven't won? Or do you just say, well, it doesn't matter that much to us, and that's why we haven't won? And I think there's an honest answer. The answer is it's huge. It's everything. And I think Harbaugh, this is it. Uh, uh, This is it for Jim Harbaugh, in my opinion. Because uh, if you don't get him this year, there, you know. When would you get him? When would you get him? But Ohio State's so good, and Jim was not supposed to be 10 and 1 this year. Let's look at that. We all even had Phil Steele saying, boys, I don't know how they're going to get to six, maybe seven wins. And here they are at 10 and 1. 
guaranteed a great bowl game. I when so I, I don't know how I do look at that. When I look at this season, and it's something that's just kind of come to light, I think a lot of people have talked about the 2014 comparison of losing early yeah. in the year. But I think the thing that is more apparent this season to me is the 2014-2015 comparison. And I don't think Jim Harbaugh has two more losses to Ohio State in him keeping his job. And I'll tell you what, all of this team comes back next year other than, you know, your two star wide receivers, which just so happen to be the room that's absolutely loaded with talent. So if you're Jim Harbaugh, you're in Ann Arbor, you've got a top five team, you've got everything in front of you, you've got a chance to make your first playoff. It's it's now or never for Harbaugh. And I, quite frankly, and this is, I'll put my prediction out there, I think it's never because I I think that Michigan's offense, I, you know, the defense showed up on Saturday. They, everybody wants to talk about the offense, and the offense was unbelievable. Seven points to Michigan State is not what I think a lot of people yeah, saw coming. And backups gave up the touchdown. And backups gave up the That's touchdown. That's what matters. I've been with you, too. That's what matters. It's will Ohio State's defense make the move towards being a silver bullet defense. And That's what they can win looked you like the title. They looked like it. Tyreek Smith getting up there, He's making plays. Batting balls down. They rocket at the linebacker level. Tommy yep. Eichenberg with stuffing gaps when you need it. And Denzel Burke, hopefully he's going to be 100% healthy. Getting dinged up a little bit. He said Cam today, Brown looked good, though. Burke said he's ready to go today. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. Yeah. And, and you know the one thing we need to stop talking about with this defense, like it's a, uh, a weird thing. Steel Chambers is a linebacker. He's not a running back. Oh, that yeah. Chancer- oh, the dude, man is a there, linebacker. I was there seven weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, seven weeks ago. It's unreal. It's more of a great thing than a, oh, you're exactly. running back. Line. No, it's it's a it's a cool thing what's happened there because he's he's going to be a good linebacker for years to come. He's probably going to be a linebacker at the next level as well. So it's cool. Adam, Adam King from 10 TV. That's who he is, everybody. Uh, Buckeye Show fans who you've been listening to. Check him out there. He's one of the, the newer additions to the staff here. So I know you've been enjoying your time back Love it. in Central Ohio. That's very cool. We got a cool thing coming up on the fan tomorrow because there's a, a roundtable thing that you're going to see on 10 TV. Do you know when this special is going to air on 10 TV? So it's not going to air in its entirety. It's going to air pieces. in different pieces uh, throughout the 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock on 10 TV. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And what it is, it's Dom Tiberi, Dave Holmes, Adam, and then our Bobby Carpenter and Anthony Rothman, who used to do the 12 to 3 show together for a lot of years, just talking ins and outs, everything that you would want to know about the rivalry. And then there will be an edited down version fit for the air after Buckeye Roundtable on Tuesday, November 23rd on the fan at 8 o'clock. You and I will do a little intro for that, and then off we go. You'll get to hear it there as well. And if you miss that, I'm sure it will be on the fan fan, uh, podcast because I know it's on 10tv.com. If you want to go see all the roundtables as well, that is wonderful. There that, you go. that will be the spot to check it out because you want to see him. You, know? you want to see, see. You want to see. Listen, you want to see, see what Anthony's wearing. Yes, exactly. He dressed up for this. I Just bet he did. That. He's and a I'll TV take, guy. He listen. He's a TV guy, and he turned it back on. He, he's a good guy. He locked back in. He is a good guy. Good guy. Hey, him and big Bob. game this weekend. Very excited. If you're a Buckeye fan out there, relish these moments. It's a top. I think the number two team in the country going to Ann Arbor, a chance to make. Another huge statement in this series. It doesn't get much better than this. It's great stuff, man. I can't thank you enough for kicking off the week with me here, talking about the game. It is awesome. I cannot believe we're here. Noon on Saturday. 
I'll take a quick, uh, what will be a zero second break for everybody listening. So that's awesome. <laughs> and basketball bone T bone from common man and T bone. He's going to join me, talk some hoops, Buckeye basketball. Whenever you listen to this today, as we're recording the big Seton hall game is coming up holiday tournaments, big non-conference games coming up. So going to talk to T bone here. It's the podcast only edition of the Buckeye show where every segment is another Buckeye surprise. You've got the Buckeye show. That's right. You do for everybody that knows me. Well, that is a Dave Matthews band bump. It's off one of their newer albums. Still very pissed off that I did not get to see them at nationwide arena when they were here. Don't know why my wife was saying, I don't want to go see him at an indoor place. Well, it's either, it's either that or you don't see him, hon. And we didn't see him. It was a Friday night. It would have been great. But either way, this is a podcast only edition. So really appreciate all you guys checking us out. Leave us a nice little five star rating. Write a little review down there. I've seen some people like when we get some shows in here when we don't have a show, which can be pretty often with the Blue Jackets and nights like tonight on November 22nd when the Buckeye basketball team is going to take on Seton Hall. And this guy, I, I love this dude. They always have me on the show, their last segment for Crosstalk. There's no other segment people ask me or tell me about more than the Crosstalk segment. So that tells you something. It's not even your own damn show. It's somebody else's show where they like you the most. He's T-Bone from Common Man and T-Bone. Man? Nope, nope. Bone? <laughs> What's up, buddy? Thanks for having me in here on the uh, podcast-only yeah. episode of the Buckeye Show. This is fun. It is fun. I like fun. that you're doing this. This is good because you get blown out of the water so often for oh. basketball or hockey or other things happen, and now at least you get a chance to have a little bit of the show and, and give some to the audience. That's good. I like this. And so, you know, even if it's only going to be 20 or 30 minutes, something that's not going to take, you know, an hour and a half to two hours to listen to, you can you can catch it on your pod, whether, you know, you miss the game that we're going to be talking about or not. Either way, you can go back and we'll keep some evergreen stuff in here. We'll talk about the daily events as well. So, yeah. And, you know, the, the thing I wanted to talk with you about I know what week this is, and we're going to have a ton of content getting ready for the game, but Buckeye basketball comes in as well, and oh, this is we got this a, huge this kind of 10-day stretch. Of yeah, we, we have a game. We have two games here. We have the Xavier game. We have the Michigan State game, top 10 matchup. You've got Seton Hall and possibly Florida this week for Buckeye hoops. You've got the game on Saturday, which is as big as it's been since 2016, and then you have a game against Duke. At the yes, Schottenstein right. Center, where I can't even believe how expensive tickets are for oh, that they're game. they're ridiculous. It makes and, no sense. I mean, we never good. fill the place, and now the tickets are that good. much. By the way, good. Like, I'm glad. I hope it's loud. I hope it's crazy. But here's the thing, man. You know this. Uh, we have talked about this a lot off the air. I've talked about it some on the air, too. But, you know, what, what drives the bus around here is Buckeye football, right? NFL, college football are kind of the secondary things. Ohio State football always gets top billing at the station because, you know, I understand it's, that's what it is around here. I grew up in Columbus. I know the drill, but for longtime Buckeye basketball fans, I mean, you know, the fact that this school has a rich tradition in basketball. I know I've, there was a promo running the other day where you were, you were kind of, they just grabbed a clip of you from the show saying, Hey, it's basketball season. We're going to talk basketball. We're going to talk football too. We're going to talk basketball. And I was both. That's right. Yeah. Season has started. It doesn't start in January. It started in yeah. November. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you've got Duke. And then not long after that, we're right into Big Ten play. 
a Big Ten opener will be, I think, Yeah, the there's a Sunday. December 1, Penn State, Penn I think, State. is the first yeah. one on the docket. Yeah, I think yeah. you get the couple games there, then back to non-conference, and then January we get started again. So, yeah, but but I, I grew up watching Buckeye basketball as intently as I did watch Buckeye football. And so, for me, this is like, it's just every other night there's something. Whether it's yeah. Buckeye basketball, either watching it or reacting to it, the games we have on Saturdays it's yeah this is my this is my favorite time of year in that regard it's just bs to me like you don't you can be a football fan number 1 that's fine most people are here at ohio state but don't give me the crap about the season starts in january well it, do, it doesn't and, and you know what though the season there starts are, in november you might not pay attention people, to it as much some people just don't like basketball and that's fine if it's not your thing it's not your thing you love basketball i love basketball uh, we we both have played it at some level and have oh, a very well structural yeah. like a structural understanding. I mean, I didn't grow up going to football camps. I did grow up going to basketball camps and learning about like matchup zone and boxing one and all that stuff. Like <laughs> right, all right. those terms. So when I hear you know Jimmy, as I like to call him, sideline is your friend. I hear yeah, I hear James Lord and I just talking about you know oh man when you're you know when he's doing his linebacker thing, it's like I I yes. know a lot of guys get off on that because. Mm-hmm. They played high school football. They played peewee. They played some level of football. I never played any organized football, and it shows if you listen to our breakdowns of the games. But this is the thing that I did play a little bit at rec league and in those levels, and and I, I have a deep appreciation for basketball. So I always love the chance to get to talk about it and break down some of what we're seeing, even though, again, we never played at the highest levels like these guys are in college. I mean, college basketball – that's just another level you and I never experienced that mm, I wish I man. wish could have. But my dad got a sniff of it. Did he? he was a a practice squad player at Purdue. That's pretty good, yeah. though, man. That's that's never something. never never dressed for a regular season game, but practiced with the team every single day. That every is, single that's, day. That's a thing. That's a it's big a thing. deal. I, I give him his cred. He I was always, like a fourteen a game guy as a senior in high school and played yeah. in a pretty good league in Indiana. So, well, if you played high school basketball in heaven. Indiana, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's like college, or high school football is here, right? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the thing. But I wish the athleticism didn't like have this downtick because he was a three sport guy <laughs> in high school. Like he played really? three varsity sports. He got he was playing football, basketball, and baseball in his you know sophomore, junior, and senior seasons. Well, Chesterton yeah, High School. His yeah. parents didn't drag him halfway across the country midway through his high right, school yeah, career. So right, maybe that yeah, would have helped that, if somebody. Right. <laughs> Coaches are already set. It's all politics. It's all politics. Right. You can't show up. No chance. Utah in your yeah, junior no, year. No, they and, weren't having me. Yeah, exactly right. Sorry, we got our team set. You know, maybe if it were, things were different. <laughs> oh, fine. You don't want me. I'm not Mormon. I get it. You don't want me <laughs> to be around here. That's fine. But Bone, let's look at this Buckeye basketball team. And again, you know, if you're if you're going to catch this today before the Seton Hall game, November 22nd, they're going to tip things off at six o'clock. They're going to give you a, an hour off of your show yeah. on this day. And we have a lot of these early tip times, too. I, I kind of like these six, six thirty tip times. It gets you uh, I, I mean, I'm not a little earlier. I get yeah. home earlier. I get to watch the game. And then it's like, oh, now I can put the kids to bed after the game's yeah. over, as opposed to like at halftime or in the Duke games case before the game even starts, my kids are all going to be in bed probably. So mm-hmm. yeah, so, it's nice to actually watch a game there. I, I'm, I am a little disappointed with uh, dropping out of the top 25 after just a week or two of basketball. My hope was that this would be, you know, more like a fringe top 15 team with a chance to mesh and grow with some of the young guys that were in the mix 
And I, I really did. If if you could consider and envision a fully healthy Buckeye basketball roster, fully all all the well knowing Dwayne Washington was gone. We knew he was gone. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was a team that would have final four potential in that ceiling. And I still think they can get there. It's just they're so banged up right now. Kyle Young is still getting back with his conditioning. And then with this news of Justice Suing being out for such a long period of time, that puts a damper on things. We just kind of have to wait and be patient and watch some of these guys grow up. Yeah, I mean, the the good thing is with college basketball as opposed to how we watch, it's always weird to transition out of college football where it's like almost every week if you lose, that could be the end of your season yeah. or at least your national championship hopes. College basketball, we all know it's it's a lot different. You go through 17 iterations of this team practically before they even get to the Big Ten tourney, let alone get to March. So what does the team look like as you go week by week by week and as they grow and mature, right? Like with a, it's not a young team because there's the stat about how the Buckeyes have more games played on their roster from an experience standpoint than anybody else in the country, but when you look at who's but are we counting be, Justice suing a little bit in probably, that, right? And yeah. guys that are banged up. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying is like, I mean, Justin Orange has played a lot of games, but I don't. But think, has he been one of the main cogs in your it, wheel right. this whole entire time? And that's time. that's yeah. where I think this Buckeye basketball team is unique because it's also going to be a, it, it has some of its key players are young players. Like we just saw Michi Johnson take like the next step and kind of show us something in that game he where did. it's like, okay, not, not that the, he now we just expect 15 and eight and you know, assists. He's just going to be doing everything. I'm not saying that, but he showed that he's capable in a moment where you need someone to step up, which is the question after justice goes down, who's going to be that go-to guy other than EJ Liddell. And, and he had a nice moment to say, I might be that guy, you yeah. know? So that's good. And and that's what we need now. And the same thing could be said for Malachi Branham. I think, as you know, I have a lot of high hopes for him. He looks like, you know, his, his, number one ability he has shown going back to high school and into now is being able to get to the rim. So we got to work on getting to the rim, initiating the contact, getting the N one, finishing it, not just getting up there and then having it be a tough thing that maybe he can't always put down. It'll get there. I think like it, as this game slows down for him, you know, like what's he going to look like in February? I have to think he's going to be even more polished than he is now because he's just going to have gone through so much I'm early with in the you. season. I, I think that it's those two guys you're talking about, Bone, Michi and Malachi. Whatever these guys can do, and Chris Holtman was even saying this a week or two ago, you are just going to have to let these guys make a few mistakes oh, yeah. and, and be able yeah. to live with it. And Michi showed you exactly that. He, God love him, you know, he had one of the better games against Xavier. He was out there with his hair on fire. He was dishing the basketball. He, he was hitting the threes when the team needed it. He drove and hit that critical layup to put it down. And he even drove again to try to make the layup that would have made it a two-point game again to go for the yeah. two-for-one yeah. and not settling for the three when you're down four and you can hit the foul game again. Smart play. He just missed it. And you got to be okay with that. Malachi I wasn't am. hitting his shots driving to the lane either, but I yeah. thought he, it's going to fall for him. That's it. I think it. There's another level when you get to college basketball. You're on the road. This is first real road game. It's Michi's kind of first real difficult environment type of road game, yeah. right? You had a lot it of games last year. It was that for Zed too. Yeah, Zed Key's another one, right? These guys are all young and learning and growing, and I and I think that you, those actually, yeah, Zed is is a good addition. It should be all three of those guys because they're all going to need to come up big and and be the secondary option behind EJ. And then obviously Kyle Young was a great spark in that game. 
right? I mean, Jamari Wheeler hit some big shots when left open in the corner, which I like. Like that's he his he's not an offensive weapon. I mean, he never really has been. He's been a guy who averages less than five points a game his entire career at Penn State. But he's a great defensive player, or at least he's supposed to be. I mean, I think there's still this this team has to figure out how to play team defense. And not you, you can't just look at one guy and say, well, he didn't look great tonight on defense. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah. that's because maybe he's looking for, you know, help side defense to come up and, and do something, and it didn't, and it looks like he just let his guy go. And it's like, well, no, they've got a philosophy and a structure. It's the same thing when you watch a blown coverage and you go, ah, oh, that's safety. Just didn't get over there. And it's right. like, well, was that safety supposed to be there? Or did that corner just make a mistake? Like, they're... Those are the things we don't know unless we're in those film right. sessions. Yeah. And, and who really blew? Who really blew this? Right. So I, I think that's where I'm not rushing to judgment on this team. I'm not rushing into unless they get Justice suing back and he can be productive. This team will go nowhere. I'm. I don't believe that. Yeah. I think it would be nice if, let's say, by January he's back. I, and I have no timeline of anything. I'm not putting anything out there. I don't know a thing. No, he, me neither. You might be back in a week or two for all I, we know. I don't we think no so. Idea. I feel right. like it's going to be a long haul. <laughs> I doubt yeah, it. I really do. I feel but, like it could be the, the first of the year or later. And I, yeah. I think they should take all the time that they need because as long as this team can get some wins and grow together and, you know, start to put together, see how this month goes. It could start tonight with a tournament resume boosting win. That's why this is great to be in these events. You and I, I think we both think they can go out and win today. This is college basketball, right? Of course it is. Yeah. It shouldn't be some thought about, oh, the Buckeyes have no chance. They didn't play a great game against Xavier, and I think they they played a pretty poor overall effort against Xavier, and they were right there in a one-possession game at the end. Their first half was was a lot of shooting themselves in the foot, and in the second half, they did play a lot better, but offensively, you still had moments where they'd get to the rim or they'd get a good look, and they just couldn't get it to fall. So that's not even... like I, I am more concerned at this point in the season. I know this... Maybe this sounds like I'm coaching like seven year olds or something, not like college basketball players, but I'm more concerned with like, are you doing the right things? Are you making the extra pass to the guy who's open? And is he getting a good look? Yeah, me too. Is is Malachi learning to not be afraid to take it off the dribble and just go to the rim? Yeah, he didn't finish some of those, but do that in the Big Ten every night. He's going to get fouls caught. He's going to get to the free throw line. He's going to get their guys in foul trouble. That's what you need. So if that stuff's happening, then I'm good with it. Like, I'm not good with losing, but I'm good with the process continuing to quote, you know, the Sixers old GM, like trust the process. I'm not, I know you have to get results too, but yeah, let's not forget Seton Hall. They beat Michigan the other night. Michigan was like fourth, fifth team in the league, whatever they, you know, one of the favorites to win the national championship. It's almost like college basketball is great because teams get upset every week. There are trends. And and we also have some guys maybe who are, overvaluing some teams right now and undervaluing some teams unfairly. So Seton Hall jumps into the rankings. We jump out. We beat Seton Hall. If that happens, we're back in. But you know what? Even if they don't, man, like you're going to get another measuring stick, like you said on Wednesday night, against another Power 5 team. And then you're going to go against Duke on Tuesday. And then Kentucky. Yeah, you got you got and all then the Big Ten. Big yep. Ten, you've got you've got measuring sticks all over the place. So if at some point in the next month, this team can start to really get its identity a little bit more beyond EJ Liddell is a player of the year candidate. That's the number one identity for this team. Then I think you're going to be in a good spot. T-Bone is kind enough to be joining us here on a podcast only Buckeye show edition on a Monday night, November 22nd. And uh, we certainly appreciate that. His show with 
Common Man is every day from 3 to 6. I want to leave with this because we we talk a lot of random basketball things around the, the office, and I could tell early on you are kind of like me. You are a basketball junkie at heart. We love all these different sports here, but everybody's got their number one, and, yeah. and we know. Like I love golf. I love basketball. Basketball was the sport that I played since I was yeah, five like, years old and just kept on going with it. I have, I, I have the reputation for loving soccer here and I do, but I love soccer in a way of, I came to appreciate it after my playing days were over, mm-hmm. like in high yeah. school, I just like watching that sport and I've really gotten into it. Basketball. Like you said, it's, it's, it's what I grew up playing. Yeah. I didn't grow There's up something more ingrained in you about it. Yeah. And, yeah. and everybody's got that. So that's why that's, what's cool about it. And I, we were talking and I have, for the last seven or eight years started to do uh, something with one of my buddies from back East. And I don't know how we keep going with it now because he got married and he moved and he's in Seattle now. So we used to have this thing where he could drive out from DC and he's from Ann Arbor, you know, not blaming him for that. He's not even that much of a Michigan guy. He went to like Albion college and he's just, he's a college hoops junkie way more than, than uh, football. I, I met him working in Raleigh and we were both covering Duke together. He was a freelance guy for one of our websites so we started just meeting up in the middle or he'd be on his way out to Michigan for the holidays and we'd say, okay, we'll meet you. We'll meet in Pittsburgh. You know, we'll meet in West Virginia. We'll go do Xavier and Cincinnati. Yeah. He'll come out to my house. We'll go West to Indiana and catch IU and, and uh, Butler and Hinkle Fieldhouse. So we've done all that. And I, you were just telling me how you and your brother, you just scored some tickets to see an NBA game up in Detroit. So you're going to catch the uh, Pistons and the Rockets. I'm wondering if, if uh, the NBA is something that attracts you more and going to check out, you know, those big palace, not, not the palace of Auburn yeah, Hills yeah, anyway, yeah. but NBA arenas, like there's something about going to see a game in Chicago that would, yeah, uh, you know, that would weird. be a lot of fun or That's, Madison square garden. I still haven't been there to see a next game. I've not gone to a lot of NBA arenas. I, <laughs> this is a true story. So I've been, I've been to Cleveland many times, um, done that. That's a lot of fun. Uh, but the, the first NBA game I ever went to, believe it or not, growing up here, I didn't really, we never went up to Cavs games. We probably should have, but we never did. The first game, I got married at a young age, like 23, I think is when I got married. And my wife and I, we went down to Orlando. We went to like Disney World. That was like, that was our honeymoon was that area. That's where mm-hmm. we went. We were kids, you know, still, still pretty young. And, but we were there and I said, well, we're flush with cash because you get married. Everybody gives you a bunch of you know, oh, checks and cash. must be nice yeah, must be to nice. get that kind of money after your wedding. Well, and so I said, why don't we go to an NBA game? And we did. And we went to a jick. We went to an Orlando magic game for our first official, like as a married couple, first sporting event we went to, we went to <laughs> the magic and the Spurs. Whoa. This was in 2005, December, 2005. You can probably go look up whatever was happening around that week middle of December around, you know, like, Oh yeah. The internet has it all, but it was, yeah, it was, it was Tim Duncan prime Spurs. Yeah. Prime Spurs, Tim Duncan. And I will never forget. We were sitting up. We did not buy good seats. We just bought cheapo tickets. I will never forget when Tim Duncan walked out on the court and I was just like, Oh my gosh, these guys are huge. Like I'd seen Buckeye basketball games. I'd seen college basketball growing up here, going to the shot, going to St. John's before that St. John arena, not St. John's. Uh, but I would go there and never. <laughs> Why? Why is it St. John's? I don't know. To it's 80% of Hilliards, Buckeye fans. It's Hilliards and it's Myers Just and it's Kroger. Look it up on the internet. There's no S. I know. I even get caught uh. up in it growing up here. 
But yeah, just seeing those guys walk out. Dwight Howard, I want to say, was still there with the Magic. I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah, Dwight the Howard was, had somebody great. He was Dwight still, Howard he was, was still it. there. Yeah. yeah, and it was yeah, but it was uh, it was just cool to see like a real NBA game, and so that was one of my first non Ohio sporting events that I went to that I really enjoyed, but. I would have I would have loved having you along for the years that I got to watch Steph coming up. Oh God, Davidson. yeah, Davidson. I wish that's a beautiful. Camp. You know, I've been through their campus. Well, in the like Charlotte area, it's really nice. Is it? I never went to the campus, but it's, it's they, just yeah, they knew what they nice. had. They knew what they had going there, so they played at the Bobcats Arena a lot. Oh, and they, sure. They were wise to get all the games they could get with Duke, NC State, and UNC. Yeah. In those years that. Steph was on the rise. I think it was his sophomore season there. He went nuts. And uh, he had an injury early in his junior season, so they kind of derailed their chances to get into the NCAA tournament that last year. His sophomore year was when they had the memorable Elite Eight run. But I, I, I remember getting to see like five, six, or seven Steph games. And even in late in that junior season, I ripped my wife over to Elon, which was about an hour west of Raleigh, <laughs> on a Tuesday or Wednesday yeah. night because Davidson was on the schedule and visiting there, and that was the last time I got to see him in person. Yeah. But so much, Steph. I remember LeBron even coming out before a game because Davidson and UNC were playing at noon at Time oh, Warner Cable sure. Arena. Yeah, yeah. They had a Bobcats game at 7 that night, and LeBron was there watching it. My brother-in-law, who came to the game with me, like – you know, tapped me on the shoulder and said, dude, is that LeBron down there? And yeah. yes, it was just kind of waved to some it's fans. So, he was heading back into so the tunnel. Great. Going to like, so good. Watch the young talent before they really break. I, we, my, my brother and dad and I, we bought tickets to again, like one of these middle of the winter NBA games when uh, Kevin Durant was in his second or third year with the thunder. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause he came in the league. What? Oh, seven. I think so. It was. I want to yeah. say it was LeBron's last. It was LeBron's last year, the first trip in Cleveland. So it was right before he went and did the, you know, taking my talents. Because to South I Beach. saw I, the last game I saw at Allen Fieldhouse. Still to this day, Kevin Durant was playing in it. Okay, and it was post graduation yeah. for me, so it should have been seven or eight. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it was. It was. I want to say two thousand nine. That was when. But I saw like the Thunder. Of course, had no. You know, the Lakers come to town. Those tickets are insane. Yeah. Knicks come to town. Celtics. They, there's just big fan bases that follow those teams. Thunder coming up to Cleveland. There was no juice for that game. No, they just Other, moved to their town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. are not even familiar with them yet. So we got some okay price tickets. That's what my sweet spot is. I look for the bargains. But I was <laughs> like, I don't know why people don't want to go watch this. Kevin Durant's going to be one of the best players in the NBA. I, I was convinced of it. And I, you know, I was not alone in that. I mean, Bill Simmons, everybody was like talking about just this dude is ridiculous. And so we got the tickets and it was a classic like LeBron went for 28 or 30 Durant went for 35 or something crazy. And Booby Gibson hit a three Booby. in the final minute that yeah. I think ended up standing up after the fouls and everything. But he was, that was like the big moment in, you know, the queue at the time to get them ahead. And they stayed ahead with that three and that was it. But yeah, like that's why we're going up to Detroit. We're going to go watch Pistons and Rockets, which is two just awful teams. But you got the number one and number two pick, Kate right. Cunningham, Jalen Green, mm-hmm. playing in that game. And I thought, I want to take the kids. We can go watch that. And if one of those guys ends up being a 15-year guy in the NBA. Some of their rooks. You saw him in his rookie yeah, year. You saw great. it before he, he fully broke out. And those guys are starting to break out now. But You can yeah, see man. Isaiah Stewart's defensive end skills. <laughs> 
in person. Well, how about that? <laughs> that was uh, that was that was not a malice in the palace, but it was close. It was, was getting there. Woo. It could have had LeBron involved. He sprung a leak too, man. He was well. You know what his you know what his deal was? He used to be a boxer. He could, was he you know, was a boxer. One can tell. And someone said, "Hey, you're so big. I know you love boxing, but try basketball. Just you could box out see with the what best you of can them. Do. Yeah, just give that a shot. There's, so there's a kind of boxing in basketball. It's just you know blowing somebody out of the paint. It'll never happen. But I saw today there are odds. Vegas has put up odds. One of the casinos for a fight between him and LeBron if it ever occurred in the ring. And oh LeBron is the favorite. Like, uh, give me a break. Again, that'll never happen. Yeah. But, but <laughs> bet. Do not bet on LeBron to win that because it, there's no way. Bone, basketball bone, I appreciate the time. You got a show to host as we're yeah. recording this here in the afternoon. So uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for being a part of this uh, podcast only Buckeye show. It's awesome of you. Glad to do it. Go Bucks and uh, yeah, Jimmy Jackson forever. That's what I have to say. My guy, Chris Gent. All right, Buckeye Show fans, that's all I'm going to have for you for this one. A little podcast-only edition of the show for Monday, November 22nd. Went a little bit longer than I planned, but that's what happens when you talk to some really good people. And you get me and T-Bone in a room, we might just talk for two or three hours. So I'd say 22, 23 minutes with Bone Man is pretty good. But hope everybody has a great start to your week. Ohio State and that team up north, I cannot believe it. It's coming up Saturday at noon. We'll have all the coverage right here on The Fan all week long. Go Bucks! Have a great night.